0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's essential that this be done right. uh, And that for somebody who's trapped in decades of suffering, um, that yes, they be given uh, of their own volition and choice after decades of trying everything. If they believe there's nothing left for them and they're in an absolute state of mental torture and hell, then they want to be able to make that decision. But we have to make sure that it's limited to those circumstances and that we have proper controls and that uh, the system is ready. We had the conversation on yesterday's program, Medical Assistance in Dying. It was set to expand yet again in March to allow for mental illness as being the sole determinant as to whether or not doctors would approve and then perform assisted suicide on you. It ain't happening yet. Pause. Time out. The government is seeking another pause on made provisions to put the time out on all of this. Now, this is the second time the government has sought to delay the expansion of Made since the government, uh, since the Superior Court of Quebec struck down the government's original 2016 Made legislation. Health Minister Mark Holland, you just heard him there. He was making the announcement yesterday afternoon in the House of Commons, saying Canada's system still not ready. We need to get it right. And a lot of folks, a lot of experts have been saying that. Dr. Sanu head of psychiatry at Sunnybrook Hospital, and he's been part of assessor committees where they determine whether or not people are eligible for MAID. He had supported the original introduction of MAID for folks with terminal illness, but he's got a lot of problems. Here's what he told me yesterday.
1: In my view, it would be actually quite irresponsible if the government were to proceed with the expansion that's planned for soul mental illness this March. We are not ready. It would not be safe. And we would actually end up providing death to some people for the wrong reasons. And I do not believe most
0: Canadians would support that. Politicians across the uh, opposition political spectrum were saying it was time for a pause as well. Looks like the government has listened to them. One of those politicians joining us now, Alistair McGregor, is a BC NDP MP. He is one of the vice chairs of the Special Joint Committee on Medical Assistance in Dying. He joins us now. Alistair, good morning. Welcome to the program.
1: Yes, good morning to you. Thanks for having
0: me on. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Good to speak with you. Uh, You were, I understand, critical as it was of the government's position, but now that they have brought in uh, this pause, is this more or less what you were asking for? And and what do you think of this? And, and, And what is the NDP position on it?
1: Uh, Yes, I am very glad to see uh, the pause. Uh, You know, I've been a member of the special joint committee uh, from its inception. So I I have been present for all of the witness testimony and particularly on this issue where we're looking at the expansion to include uh, medical assistance in dying for those who have a mental disorder as the sole underlying medical condition. What we saw was uh, a a quite a wide spectrum of professional discomfort with that expansion. So we're talking about psychiatrists and psychologists, people who are experts in their field. And, you know, I think we have to remember how we got into this mess Uh, in the previous parliament with uh, Bill C-7, you know, the government came out with a charter statement that, you know, basically explained why they were not going to go ahead with made for mental disorders. But then uh, for some inexplicable reason, at the 11th hour, they decided to accept a Senate amendment to Bill T-7, which allowed for this. And the problem uh, has been that it feels like we're flying the plane or it's being built while it's flying midair. And the law was changed before any qu- kind of adequate consultation or reference to the experts had been done. And my work on the committee, it just kind of feels like we've been playing catch up ever since. So I I am glad to see the pause.
0: And Alistair, the pause suggests that there is work that the committee can do to then find a sweet spot where we do a reasonable expansion. Safeguards are in place and so on. But from the guests we have spoken to here and perhaps some of the witnesses you've had at, at, at committee, some see that there is not that pathway when it comes to expanding made for persons suffering from mental illness. Do you believe that uh the pause will lead to uh, rules that you'll be happy with
1: well and you know that's a great question i honestly i, I don't actually know it's a it, it is a very uncomfortable subject and and that right. goes for the people who are experts in this you know. My time on committee, uh, I would characterize it as sort of a, a battle between two themes, and I'm just speaking for myself personally. You know, on the one hand, I'm trying to figure out how I protect the charter uh, rights of, a, of an individual to make decisions for their own body, right? That's a Section 7 right where they, they have right. the right to make determinations on what happens to their own body, but that also has to be balanced with society's need to sometimes step in and protect the most vulnerable in our society, and you know, we know, your listeners know the state of mental health care across Canada. There are so many marginalized people, whether they're in rural or remote communities or in our urban uh, centers who are just simply not getting the mental health care that they need. So while we have that huge deficit in Canada, I think we're quite right to question, like, when this pause will happen and uh, again, I I, I will be, look forward to hopefully being a member of the committee again while we look at this issue and, and uh, really get an honest perspective from the experts who work in this field every single day.
0: Our guest is Alistair McGregor, BC NDP MP, one of the vice chairs of the Special Joint Committee on Medical Assistance in Dying. Uh, and Alistair, can you give us a sense of what you anticipate that looking like in terms of more witnesses coming forward and and uh, I, I guess helping you navigate that path, I know you said, I guess, we don't know, we'll we'll see what proceeds. But um, what sort of guidance would the committee be looking for?
1: Yeah, so just to give your uh, listeners a sense of what's going to happen in the coming months. So we are dealing with the March 17th deadline, which is looming quite close. So in the immediate term, what the government has to do, and I think they've indicated that, is to introduce legislation, which will expand uh, or extend the delay on this coming into force. And then you can see in our committee's report, the recommendation that before any kind of a decision is made that the committee has to be reconvened so that we can determine uh, the state of readiness in Canada. And again, um, yeah, I'm not an expert in this area and I will do what I think more politicians should do is I will listen carefully uh to the witness testimony and uh hopefully we'll find some kind of way through this but i'm certainly in, in no place uh right now to be able to make a
0: conclusion on that matter all right understood for sure alistair mcgregor thanks very much for joining us today we appreciate it
1: uh my pleasure thanks for your interest
0: all right, have a great day. Austin McGregor, BC NDP MP, Vice Chair of the Special Joint Committee on MAID. And um, both Alistair is the NDP rep and the Conservative rep on the committee. were are saying, we got to pause. We got to time out on this. And credit where it's due to the Liberal government, Health Minister Mark Holland saying, pause, time out. We're going to do a pause on this. I think the challenge becomes though, what next? I mean, a pause doesn't mean, uh, okay, we're done, we're finished. A pause means a pause. And there's this idea that Okay, we don't have the safeguards and we haven't considered all factors. So let's let's figure it out. Let's work it out. But then the question becomes well is there the right way to bring in medical assistance in dying for people whose sole criteria is mental illness? Maybe we can say okay, they haven't thought about it long enough or there needs to be more waiting period like you say today you need it and then there's instead of like a 2 week waiting period to make sure you haven't changed your mind there's like a 2 month period or 6 month waiting period. Would that be sufficient? Or there's like certain criteria of mental illness. Do you have to say you've exhausted all of their resources? Oh, you said one year of therapy, three years of medication, still hasn't worked, this and that. Can we find that? What, whatever we do, if there's some sort of rule regime that like I'm proposing, no one's gonna be happy with the mix, but we can at least say we've put more checks and balances. But I still think when you're talking about mental illness, the sole criteria, well, you know, there's not ever gonna be a perfect scenario. But at least If we make sure there's all these other safeguards, it's not going to be a mental illness in terms of like, well, I have depression that's induced by the fact that I'm in poverty right now. And a lot of people all across the political spectrum say maybe we need to care more for our fellow women and men out there rather than just getting them to the point where they want to kill themselves and want the state to do it for them, which is ultimately what this is about. You know, there are people who... And I'm, you know, again, Alistair said this is a really difficult thing to talk about, so I'm not ever endorsing anything that I say, of course, but there are, you know, ways people end their lives that don't involve the state doing it. What this is really about is the system providing for you to do this when you're in dire straits. And that's where people get incredibly uncomfortable. Rightly so.